Today is Tuesday, September 3rd. The Yankees just beat the Seattle Mariners. Paxton shut them down. Home runs galore. We may talk about that, but I don't think we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about because this is the voicemail episode. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for clicking play, hanging out with us today. We hope you all had a fantastic Labor Day weekend. I know Jake's was, if I had to grade Jake's, it would be probably a 5.9 out of 10. Uh, I think he wanted to do a lot more than he did. Um Jake's taking a vow of silence this episode. He is here. I am looking at him, but it will be me talking and then Jake uh, looking at me and me relaying what I think Jake's thinking, uh, and that will be the format of today's show. So, Jake, how you doing? Okay, I think he's doing good. (laughs) If this was Jake, what Jake would say was, wow, what an episode to be a Patreon member because you can see all my reactions. Yeah. But this, the silent up for the podcast only, people, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I'm glad we're going to do the talking thing instead. Oh. That's better. You can just talk. I'm all watching right. the Washington uh, whatever play versus the Liberty on Yes Network, and I just want to yeah. say, give me Liberty or give me Yes is such a great slogan. I almost want to watch Liberty Games just because it works so well. So now we've opened the podcast with up two with two booming subjects. The slogan is really well, and especially when they have Ruko in the booth because he like knows, knows the yeah. WMEA super well. Um, so yeah, they dropped that the other day, and I was like, whoa, okay, big time Liberty fan. Yeah, they had Flash in the booth today. He's like, give me Liberty or give me yes. I don't know, Michael. Do you ever watch women's basketball? There's a part of me that just hopes that like maybe Flash's humor is having no humor at all. No. Like he's just a constant no. dry joke. No. You don't no. think so? <laughs> no, man. I I I I don't know. I don't I don't know. That's all I'll say. Flash in the booth, I don't know. Don't know what's going on. I will say I, this. I almost I almost tweeted this, Jim, and I I'll maybe I'll be putting you on a tee here, but when they were talking analytics today, oh my and, god. And Flash I, was just like, "Yeah, don't compute. I just kind of don't get it." And I was just picturing the analytics community just like twitching, just like losing their cool. So I almost tweeted out like the there's one of those shaking hands things out there and it's just like 
<laughs> non-analytics fans, analytics fans shaking hands, just like they can't do Flash. It's tough. I don't know, man. I, he was, whatever. Flash, I loved you as a backup catcher when I didn't know how you were as a broadcaster. Can I say that? I will say this. I'll say this. And then we'll get into the voicemails, Jake. Jake knows this. Behind the scenes, I'm an Eeyore sad sack these last couple days. Like, in the biggest rut I've been in in a couple years. I'm hiding it. I'm faking happiness for these recording episodes and, and the tweets and stuff. But there's no, I'm faking. It's like that Paramore song, Fake Smile. Flash is not helping. Yeah, so Jim, I've, I've got the spin zone. We are more than open to working with the net, the Yes Network to find out like what Flash is doing because they love him and we want to love him too. He's in my profile picture and Jimmy's having a tough time. I'm doing what I do uh, in those times and I'm, I'm having a nice citradelic IPA, Jim. Ooh, I don't like the citrus heavy IPAs. Mm. New Belgium, local beer, FOCO. Ooh, local. All right, this is the voicemail episode of Talking Yanks, and we will get to the voicemails. We have a whole slew of them, and the first voicemail from Cameron from Midtown is brought to you by Roosevelt Shirts. They reached out and they said, we know that Cameron from Midtown is a regular caller. We like what he's about. We'd like to sponsor his call. I said, really, Roosevelt Shirts? For real? And they said, yes. And I said, oh, my God, that's that's incredible. Congrats to Cameron from Midtown having a sponsored call, the first sponsored call on this show. And it's from Roosevelt Shirts, RSVLTS.com. Got a whole bunch of fun shirts. I got one today. It's like a bunch of Yankee bobbleheads on it. And I believe you got a Yankee one as well, Jake, that we may wear at the same time at an event somewhere, maybe in the future. They're, They're pretty cool. Conversation starters is like how they like to describe them. And uh, if you use discount code JOHNBOY, you get 20% off, which we've mentioned. Takes a good deal off the shirts. It's like a nice one. You enter it and you're like, damn. They're fun shirts. So if you're someone who doesn't like fun, then don't get it. Yeah. If you like fun, go check out Roosevelt's. Roosevelt's RSVLTS. No vowels. And you know who likes fun? Cameron from Midtown. Hey guys, it's Cameron from Midtown. What up, John Boy? What up, Talking Jake? Love you guys long time, short time, forever and ever and ever. Anyway, my question is, going into September, do you see Montgomery and Seve teaming up in a couple of starts, spot starts to give some guys some rest? Also, just a fun question. What do you think the Yankees are going to do before CeCe's last start? Do you think they're going to do a big deal? Um, and uh, can you guys also just, like, do the math for me and figure out when CC is probably going to start at the end of September so I can go to that game? Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, a lot of questions there, Cameron, and one of them you asked yeah. us to do math, which I take as a personal insult. Don't Can't be rude, believe, Cameron. Like, don't be rude about it. Like, you got a sponsored voicemail, and then you ask us to do math on the yeah. spot. Uh, I think that they should have Montgomery, Sevy, Batansis all pitch in the same game at one point. And just call it the rehab bowl. Call it the what do we got bowl. I love it. Jimmy. Yeah. 
you know before this episode because you're you're having a, a long couple couple of days that my intentions were to fluff you up somehow this episode maybe it was going to be a killer joke mm-hmm. one of my killer jokes that everyone looks for in yeah. these episodes yeah hey hey babe babe i'm putting on talking yanks you got to listen jake's probably going to drop a killer joke not one of my serial killer jokes. Don't be confused with that. That's normally in the burns. Yeah, it's Ted Bundy. He's Jimmy. your one serial killer. <laughs> Rehab day? Yeah. Is my favorite day ever. It's great, right? Do you that's so much fun. I know. And it's like a normal starting pitcher. Yeah, you have yeah. You have Sevy, then Gumby, Batances get- comes in. And then I'd even throw Davey Garcia. He's not rehab, but like it's it's so it's the what do we got day? And you those four pitchers are your slated pitchers for that day. I Sept- love it. Yeah, September and you just 17th. try to get you just try to get six or seven out of them somewhere or the other. Christ, uh, Christina in the chat has it plus Ben Heller. Yeah, Heller barely know her. Um, yeah, no, Jim, and for that reason, and I hate to start off with a big fight. I don't want Davey in there. You you have to be technically rehabbing at the major league level. I forgot about Heller. Throw Heller in. Um, yeah, and you just plan on getting six to seven innings out of all those guys. I I I love it, and I'll, I will do a hint of marketing, Jim. That's what I have my degree in. How about that? A little insight for the people. I thought it was killer jokes. Uh, <laughs> murder. Yeah, well, that's a different degree. Um, Jim. It's lining up because the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders made the playoffs today. Crazy game. I saw a lot of people getting into it. And so if they want, Sevy can make another rehab start down there, and I think he's going to, which A is hilarious. <laughs> hey, we made the playoffs. Okay, let's let's let this guy just throw his fastball every pitch. Um but I think, and I'm going to knock on wood a little bit, but Jim Sevy might make his return September 17th at the stadium, which is our event day. Yeah, I know. That'd be really fun if it's Sevy out there and we get to say, go Sevy. That's why maybe that's rehab day. Put Gumby behind him. I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, we do have some tickets left. Go check those out on the site. All you can eat, all you can drink. But yeah, I'm a... Uh, I know I shouldn't be excited because the Yankees could obviously change it with one motion, but I think like Sevy Day is going to be the seventeenth against the Angels. It makes so much sense. I Jake, I did some math today, and not the math Cameron wanted me to do. And we're like four groups away from selling out the event. So if you're a group out there, get on it. Yeah, shop dot talk, we'll- shop dot talkingyanks.com. What so, was the last question? Like CC? CC. What do you think they're going to do before CC? Like his last day? Like what? What? Uh, there would be like a, a video montage. Um, I don't know. Like how much they'll do before the game. I think. Do you think they're going to do the, like, have Gardner go take him out? Like they won't do that, right? Yeah, you can't copy and paste. That would be too cheesy. I, I think, Jim, what you do, and this is where things get tricky, is A, they're figuring out how bad the knee is. B, if if the knee is all right to pitch, I think you almost, you prepare a CC last day and you almost do just bullpen side sessions around that. Like, if CC does get healthy, 
you make sure he's very healthy in the bullpen and you plan on one day for making him pitch so everyone knows it's CC day. And then I think after that, you like don't pitch him. Like you just keep him loose in the bullpen because if you risk him getting hurt again, like that's just bad times all around. Or I, the reverse of that would be, okay, CC's ready for September 15th. He comes back, he pitches, but he gets hurt again. And now you didn't make that CC day. And now he's not getting one, so it's kind of like really tricky. Or he's your game three starter. Or you just start him every game in the playoffs, opener CC every game. Every game, get that good luck. You just put him on the mound. He throws one pick off, then you switch to the new pitcher. How come no one's done like that much fuckery before? I always thought you should put yesterday's starting pitcher as your DH. And then when the DH is up, you move it to the moment. So Paxton started today, right? Tomorrow, the DH is Paxton. And then when the DH spot comes up in whatever inning is, second or third, if there's two men on and one out and then you you want a big extra base hit, you pinch hit Edwin or Voight. If there's like a guy on and you just want to bunt him over or – you pinch it, Wade. You just if there's a lefty pitcher, a righty pitcher, you just you leave it open. That seems like something Joe Madden should have done. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I just googled designated hitter rules because there might be something about that. But yeah, no, that sounds crazy exciting for baseball. <laughs> it it kind of makes sense. Jimmy, the DH must be selected prior to the game, and that selected hitter must come up to a bat at least once. Baseball rules. Oh, so that's why we never see it. Something new every day on voicemails. Thanks for calling with the math question. Get out of here. All right, next voicemail. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, Jake? It's your boy, Artie, checking in. Uh, Driving around the streets of Boston. Let me tell you, it's a sad sight around here. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at the stadium in a couple weeks. Anyways, I got a scenario for you. I know sometimes you say you don't like doing them, but you always have fun with them. So the entire bullpen, for whatever reason, misses the flight. They all got to rent a big van and drive 12 hours to the next game together. Paint me a picture. Have fun with it. Love you guys. See you soon. The bullpen has to rent a van and drive together? So basically what we're doing is the Home Alone scene with John Candy and the mom, but with the bullpen. Well, first off, we need to find a driver. But what I what I Chad know Green. now what I know, Jake. Okay, is that Chapman is sitting in the back seat with headphones on the entire way. Well, is Dellen on? I feel like Dellen and Chapman are friends. Dellen like nudges him every now and then. Like Chappie, you hear that? He takes the headphones off and he's like, Well, well okay. Zach Chapman Britton swag. is Zach Britton is driving that. Ooh, van. Britton's a good candidate. I think Chad, man. I okay, how about this? Chad and Britton are in the front two seats. Fair. Chad and Britton. Yeah, Chad's a great co pilot. Chad is a really good co-pilot. Like, he's got the maps down. He's, like, not going to talk your ear off, but he'll give you enough. Before you start driving, Chad Green says, okay, when do you want your updates? A mile before the turn? Two miles before the turn? Half mile before the turn? And that's the only time he talks. 
Canely and Nestor are passing back and forth like some old school Game Boy DS that they've been hooked on. Yeah, except when you say DS, I mean it's bad tequila. No. Canely's <laughs> got a bus ride coming up. You think he's not slipping a couple nippers on the yeah, bus? Yeah, he's having some beers, Jake. Yeah, but I think Nestor, Mr. Mr. Hi- the Hialeah kid, I think I think they got a good thing going. Canely and Nestor, that's a good that's a good trouble team. Ottavino is up and down the hallway just like mixing it in with every crew. Like leaning in with the driver sometimes, hanging out with the Game Boy Tequila crew. Big lean in with the driver guy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like know know who he is? He's the guy that keeps walking up to Britain and Chad and they're like, You guys need me to sub in? And they're yeah. like, No. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> we'll do like, we'll do anything to not be back there. Oh yeah. They 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 don't not want Ottavino around. They're just like, we're front of the yes. band crew. Yes. It's kinda like Matt like man in the grill. Like they're like, No, we're up here. <laughs> Sessa's having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did we do it? Who else did we miss? I'm trying to think who's missing. Uh, we got the horseman. Chance Adams I mean, is stuck in one of the luggage containers up top. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Next voicemail. Before it gets ugly. What's up, John Boy and Jake? Sam calling from the Jersey Shore. Listening currently to the voicemail episode. So you're going to listen to us a week down the road. Hopefully the Yankees have six wins, seven wins. Uh, between my call and when you're listening to this. Uh, two things. One, had a call about Mike Ford being bad a couple weeks ago. We got to walk that back a little bit, something that a lot of Yankee fans don't do. And also my my main point is about Gary Sanchez. He gets so much freaking hate on the Internet. I don't understand how you guys could put up with it. I saw an article from the Post that said Gary Sanchez doesn't know how to play baseball. And it just pissed me off because – I look at the stats. The underlying stats are there. His BABIP is like 240, and the average major league BABIP is, BABIP is 300. So he's due for some progression. Uh, just wondering how you guys put up with the with the Gary hate, mostly to John Boy, because I know John Boy is a big Gary fan. All right, peace. Yeah, I, I spent two seasons not putting up with it and combating it heavily at every turn. Right. And I think I dabbled a, a couple times in maybe spring training. Or beginning of the season. And now it's just... I've somehow found a way to tune out majority of that stuff. I think I've been way more friendly with the mute button on Twitter. Uh, which may do it. But, yeah. I, I mean, the full, the Phil Mushnick article. Didn't you say, Jake, that we should start calling people Mushnicks? Just like yeah, terrible if you, if you, take, if you angry just, people? If you just have a terrible Yankees take, you're a Mushnick. Yeah. Like I'd love to go to war against him, but I I have too It'd many. It'd be fun fucking, to have him on. I once I once I get rid of Union Bank, that's might be my next adversary. Right, Bank, and then Phil Mushnick. Um, but I yeah, think Mushnick's just like an old racist, so like I don't think it's worth like even going into his world. Yeah, no, we're we're. I mean, if we if we have him on Talking Yanks, it's just a roast. It's not. Maybe we'll see him at winter meetings. It's it's not a podcast or discussion. It's a straight roast of Phil Krushnik, and he probably doesn't know he's walking into that. So that's why I'm getting. How come excited. your face looks so much like your last name sounds? <laughs> you look like Kushnik. Um, 
Jim, I'm thinking, okay, a couple things. Before the season, what did the haters say? Gary's terrible at defense, and we tried to combat them with, like, um, you know, obviously his arm is crazy talented. His pitch framing was quality. Um, but, you know, if people don't address that stuff, they don't address that stuff. They just say his blocking's bad. Guess what? Lindsey Adler was all over it the other day. No, we haven't talked about all year. Gary Sanchez is blocking. Because guess and, what? And, and even talking about it, we haven't felt it. Like, it hasn't been, like, last season in a close spot. You're like, oh, shit, Gary, don't, don't fucking, like, let this runner score. We haven't really felt that. Yeah, and know what the big thing is? I mean, he's healthy, and we'll get to that again later. Um, the other thing Gary Haters pointed to was obviously his batting average last year. And guess what? It was a little bit of baseball Susan. You saw Jose Ramirez, one of the best players in the league, have a terrible first three months of a season it happens never mind the babip gods which hurt gary last year and never mind again his shoulder was hurt so uh, now so here's here's my book because you're right jim i jumped more into the defending gary role and you know something that i weirdly like to lean on in baseball but not the rest of my life is facts and stats jimmy is the second fastest player to 100 homers ever in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. The fastest American League player ever. Wh- which Fastest catcher ever and uh, most home runs by a catcher in Yankees history. By default makes him the fastest catcher ever because he's the fastest AL player ever. But also, um, Jake, the home run, it's only the best single outcome that you can have in an at-bat. So like, yes. what's that even good for? And it's um, How about I, some I don't know. Bunch singles, you bitch. Yeah, like stop hitting all the home runs. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you, you can if if you know a Gary detractor who's gonna argue with like, oh his his pitch for he looks bad behind the plate, and you say, well he he's actually he's he's really good. He has one of the best pop times. His, his blocking hasn't been a problem. He had some struggles with that. You can admit that. And then you tell them all the home run facts because it's incredible. It's incredible. He he was faster to 100 home runs than Aaron Judge, that guy everyone seemingly loves. Gary was faster to 100 home runs than him. Well, yeah, you know my theory is that no one watched the end of 2016. They tuned in. These these people were talking about. Right. So they didn't love Gary. Because if you watched the end of 2016, you loved Gary. Hey, you know what Gary. I thought about today? When we start like having interviews and, and this becomes more of like an uh, interview show, like winter meetings and right. stuff, I thought about like an ending question would be like, say something nice about Gary Sanchez. Ooh. Just like that's what we tell everyone at the end. And then I, I make a collection of it and I watch it every night. I was in until that last part, but what's no what, one needs to know say? about that part. Well, I think they do now. <laughs> I think it's no, out. we'll just have them forget about it. Okay, you forgot. Hey, John Boy and Jake, this is a motto in California. I listened to you guys' take on the idea of having the mercy rule, and one thing that wasn't mentioned is think about the excitement that would occur in a stadium which would usually be pretty dead. You know, think Yankee Stadium. You got yourself an eight or nine run lead in the seventh or eighth inning. It's cricket. People are bored. People are leaving the game early or whatever. You got the opportunity to blow a team out and get a mercy rule. All of a sudden, there's some noise. We're rooting for it to happen. 
all of a sudden you got some excitement around sleeper games. Also, the pride that would come with knowing, hey, we got 12 mercies this rule or this year or whatever. So I'm just throwing that out there. I think that it would actually help increase excitement, also saving uh, bullpens and so forth. So I think as a fan, I would personally vote for it. Throwing it out there. Yo, a motto like I there's still rule. There's still reasons not to want the mercy rule, but a motto in Cal California just kind of, I mean, a recency bias, but I just kind of got one over. Having the most mercies, Jake? Well, we got 12 mercies already this year, and it's only June. Like, that is badass. It's a cool stat. It's and, a cool stat. And, and anyone that played Little League uh, knows, like, the walk-off hit to mercy a team is awesome. Like, you're up, right. you're up nine, and you got a runner on second, and you, like, send him on a close play, and it's a play at the play, and he scores, and that's a 10th run, and now the game's over. Like, that's there is more excitement than just a regular 10th run. And, Jim, teams, we talked about this a little while back. Baseball teams just need to do more of this at every game. But, like, incentivize stuff more. Like, if, you know, look look how crazy a crowd gets when, you know, an NBA team, if they score 120 points, everyone gets free tacos. The place goes nuts. You see it a couple times in baseball. If they hit a home run this inning, something happens. Like, let's do that more. Like, yeah. keep that going, and this would be, just be another one of them. And again, I, when if you missed when we originally had this conversation, it does get tricky because you just can't – you can't cut out MLB games in the sixth inning for paying people that have paid for tickets. But, like, I, I think the one that I just came off at the top of my head was, like, eighth inning, ten runs. Like, you're just not coming back, you know? 20 after six, 15 after seven, 10 after eight. All right. And then as far as the other stuff you were talking about, you have, like, you put someone on the Jumbotron with, like, a goat. And it's like, if the Yankees score two runs this inning, this dude's got to kiss this goat. And then, like, as the rally goes, they just show him and the goat sitting next to each other, just, like, cutting back to it. And then, like, another run scores, and, like, oh, my God. Now the guy's sweating, and the goat's, like, about to lick his face. And then uh, there's a runner on third plate at the plate thrown out. Oh, my God, he doesn't have to kiss the goat. They show him. He's relieved. Bam, next batter. Home run. Two runs. Him and the goat making out. Everyone prepare to get chills. It's Yankee Stadium. It's a nice autumnal day. And the crowd is going nuts. Kiss that goat. Yeah. Kiss that goat. Yeah. I mean, that's baseball. This is a scene straight out of uh, The Big Green, that movie you starred in where you played the fat, curly-haired goalie. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, know, I know you've had a couple of tough days. <laughs> I got to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Don't compare me to Ham the goalie. Dude, I once texted you like, did you watch Big Green as a kid? And you responded, I was Big Green as a kid. Yeah, Jim, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, two quick questions. I'll keep it under a minute to make sure that it makes the show. First question, we could all agree that Players Weekend jerseys this year were a little bit of a flop. Black jerseys were boring. White jerseys, you just couldn't read them. Isn't this the same thing that the NBA did with Team Black Jersey LeBron, Team White Jersey Giannis? Why did it work so well there? And why did it not translate to the MLB this year for Players Weekend? 
Second question, if and when you decide to have a kid, would you rather the kid, A, not be a baseball fan at all, or B, be a diehard Red Sox fan? Love to hear the answer, boys. Talk to you guys later. Oh, second question is easy. I'd rather him not be interested in baseball at all. Because if I have a kid who ends up a diehard Red Sox fan, they only did it to spite me, and that means I was a bad dad. And my kid doesn't like me. And that's the only reason he'd end up a Red Sox fan. Like what you unless, want. Unless we get divorced and his new dad's a Red Sox fan. Right. And like, then, no, that's like the same what, thing. Then I lost him to the new dad. Yeah, but I mean, there could be some good spirit there. Um, it just it becomes less defiant. They got complicated. Um, yeah, like what you want. Um, but yeah, Red Sox is definitely a twist of the knife for sure. Yeah. Um, what was the first question? Why did the black and white... Well, well, you're talking about an all-star game where there was only two teams and not 15 teams wearing the same white uniform and 15 teams wearing the same black uniform. And you're talking about real games that... And you're talking about something that's supposed to enhance the player. And yeah. baseball is very zoomed out. And you just see kind of the body language and the body where basketball is very zoomed in and you're always looking at faces and you're always can see, you know, facial expressions and stuff like that, an actual person. And that's why it didn't work for baseball. It worked for. Yeah, there's like eight guys that play on a basketball team. There's about 25 that play on a baseball team. About. As you mentioned, um, every team doing it is also different than the all-star game. And, you know, I don't think the NBA will be offended by this. Those guys are freaks. If you, th- if you, see, it, if you see Dirk Nowitzki, you've got a pretty good guess it's Dirk Nowitzki. If yeah. you see Mark Canna, you might not know it's him. Uh, so a little bit of a difference there. Yo, what up, guys? Uh, Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. By the time you get this, uh, September college would have happened. So, um... Who are you excited to see? Uh, definitely excited to see Ben Heller and J.P. Fireisen in mm. the pen because we want to rest our good relievers. So that's probably going to happen. Uh, big believer in those two because they got acquired from uh, the trades in the 2016 sell-off. And uh, I'm also sort of excited about Michael King. I know he's not on. I know they're not on the 40 man, but if somehow we get Michael King here. Uh, I think he could be a candidate to make a couple spot starts to save the rotation. So, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Tough break about Fire Eyes, and he's excited to see him, but he got traded. Tough. So are, like, minor league trades still cool? Yeah. That's cool. Totally. He got traded. Uh, Ben Heller, I loved watching Ben Heller pitch in 2017. He does that uh, cross action that Ottavino does. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, Heller's pretty good. I had some gifts. Let me see if I can find it. I had some gifts of that back in 2017 of Heller stuff. Jim, not for nothing. Is this is this weird logic? But I know the trade deadline passed. But technically, if you had a guy with options or if a guy accepted going to the minors, couldn't you then send him for a bunch of minor leaguers? Say that again. So we we just talked about like the minor leaguers got traded. If you wanted to do a trade, 
couldn't you like send down guys and then trade them? No idea. There's got to be rules against that. Right? Like, that just seems weird. But I don't know. Guys got traded. It's got to be someone um, that's never had a day in the MLB. That's what I don't know. Yeah. February 23rd, 2018. Heller embarrassing guys with back-to-back change-ups. Cool. Yeah, so Heller was pretty good. what's the big question here? Michael King? Dude, I should I should show these tweets to everyone that tells me I'm just copying pitching Ninda. September twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen, gifts of Heller stuff. Retweet it right now. You won't. Heller has some fun stuff. Seventeen seventeen likes, two responses because it was two thousand seventeen. Um, it's a nine to five game against Tampa Bay. No, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Wow, soft. All right. I'll retweet a different Heller one. Nah, dude, I don't want to. Okay, that's fine. Hoodie Gang will get it tomorrow. Thanks, Hoodie Gang. Thanks, Hoodie Gang. They went through, I had a uh, clearly like a sick of spring training tweet. I had a like, give me your wildest prediction for the season. And Hoodie Gang got in there today. It was a lot of fun. I know, I saw that. I don't like that. I don't like mean spirited. Like there, some people were having fun, and some people were being mean. Yeah, I mean it's it's the internet. Um, that one what's kid, the Adam, here? all of his were like so wrong, is funny, and he was like, they were realistic at the time. I'm like, yeah, they were. Like, <laughs> that's what it's for, man. That's that's baseball, Susan. Who are you excited to see? That was the question. I mean, I'm not excited to see any anyone. And that's not a knock. Uh, I just, oh, you know, if Davey Garcia comes up, Davey's I'll the answer. perk up for that. Davey's the answer. You, uh, if, if Davey's coming on the game, coming on the game, they say. Yeah. That was your first rap album, right? Coming on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I might, might have to give that to Lil Dicky. He took my name on that, too. Um, yeah, that wasn't no, if a Dave, name. That's just a description. If Davey... <laughs> <laughs> if Dave, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. If Davey's out there, that's kind of like must must watch TV. If Michael King's out there, it's not. I I don't think that he'll get the call anyways. Um, and no one else. I mean, just just the guys getting back healthy. Sevy, Dellen, etc. Yeah, I'm more excited for them. Hey fellas, food box. Oh, sorry. Let me. Uh, Hey, I'm coming to you from beautiful and humid Nebraska, wearing nothing but gym shorts and crispy white dad sneaks. Um, With uh, 2020 Tokyo Games just around the corner, I'm curious what uh, what disciplines in the men's gymnastics uh, this season's roster will be competing in. And also, you know, what... uh, what events do you see yourselves winning gold in? I know, uh, I know Jake is a closet world champion, rhythmic ribbon dancer. Um, I've seen your moves. And Jim, there's no doubt in my mind, you're a gold medal high jumper. Uh, I can see the opening height being 5'8", your height in boots. So, yeah, what do you think, guys? Have a great one. Peace out, fellas. Go Yanks. Uh. Bubak opening up with the lawnmower because 
for some reason, Jake and I just picture him on a lawnmower every time he calls in. Then jump into the 2020 Olympic Games. Speaking of the 2020 Olympic Games, do you know who reached out to me, Jake? You do, because I told you. Eric Holtz. Bill Nye. Oh, Eric Holtz, yeah. Slap tear. Montefort, doing more. DM'd me. best friend. Said basically, dude, I'm sick of the commercial as well. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, you, okay. Uh, despite all odds, you and Eric Holtz are now friends. <laughs> He's coaching Team Israel. They just qualified. Uh, they're playing a qualifying tournament to make the 2020 Olympic Games. So everyone go reach for re, root for slap tear Eric Holtz, who's now my best friend. Um, so Jake, ribbon. Floor ribbon dance would be your event in the Olympics. That's spot on. Well, hold on. We got a couple things going on here, Jim, because I've obviously thought about this a lot. Jim, minus the 30 pounds of fat on my stomach, I am built like an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. So there's a good chance that my sons and daughters get into gymnastics. Retired Olympian gymnast. I do have a retired. Okay, I love that. Um, I I have the body of a retired. Per, the guys that do the rings. Yeah. Like that. They're exact. They're five eight. They're yeah. They're okay. So I'm what one eighty. They're me minus thirty pounds. Yeah. They're. You're not five eight though. That's. I'm not even close to five eight. Anyways. Um. Yeah. No. You could see rings. Obviously, the dance routine with the pizzazz that I naturally have. That's a gift. Um, I wouldn't see myself or my, my kids on the balance beam. That's about it. Okay, cool. I'm going to play handball. Does U.S. have a handball team going? Not yet. We can get it going, maybe. Jim, handball I, just I looks did, like a lot of fun. I did have a dream the other day. Yeah, that you were going to be Ken Franks? Out of... Out of I wouldn't say boredom, but like a John Boy Media 10-year goal is that we actually try to make it as like a curling team. Okay. Do you remember? What would when, we have to do? What do would remember, we have to do? Practice like an hour a day? Do you remember when we both had week? real jobs and we would just um, G-chat each other like fantasy dreams? And one was we opened up a place called the Fun Zone where, it was oh, where yeah. you got to play sports. What but do you mean, you fantasy dreams? You didn't get to be that competitive. One day when we get an office, let's just make it our fun zone. We had like a layout, like all the places we would do. Like there was like a basketball hoop, but a half court, and you weren't allowed to play full court basketball. Right. It was basically just for like horse and 21. Fun zone was a genius idea. It was the you place where you were going to get you, apples thrown at you. Yeah. Well, that can happen anywhere. I think that'll end up being Times Square at this point, but... That that's an off season up. We we gotta get pitchers to do that. It's for anyone. Oh, no, see, that was my one thing. You couldn't be a real pitcher, but now it sounds like it's lining up to that. So I'm just gonna need more padding. <laughs> Jake wanted to do a game where it's like shoot the goon at the boardwalk, but Jake's the goon and people are throwing apples at him and they pay. It's been a while to- since we've talked about this, so I'm fine talking about this. Think of this: you're on the boardwalk or somewhere like this, or middle of anywhere, just somewhere people walk through a city, and you walk up and they go, "Hey, three apples, five bucks," and you go, "Okay, whoa, what's this?" 
you get to throw three apples at a human. Yeah, as hard as you can. Hard as you can from like 60 feet. And I'm back there. I'm dancing. I'm wiggling. Um, so, yeah, my one rule was no MLB pitchers, but it's lining up to be very much MLB pitchers. Yeah, this might have to like where that's really good YouTube footage. That sucks. We're getting into Mel- a really big position where this can become a reality. And maybe, Jake, if you don't want players to do it, we'll set it up at spring training and let people pay to do it and throw apples at you. But I think we get a pitcher and we put, you know, you're allowed one pillow taped to you. And you got to choose where you tape it. And you just got to try and make the, the apple hit the pillow. And you get a helmet, of course, because you're brave. Yeah, I get, a, I get a mask helmet, and then I put the pillow over my penis. That's obvious. Um, oh, so yeah, we just need like, a tiny little throat pillow. That sucks. Now that I'm friends with Tim Melville, yeah. pitcher, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have apples thrown at me. Oh, okay. shit. I got to tweet- get in touch with Timmy. Okay, cool. I don't know what the question was on this one from Bubak, but I think we answered it, right? What's up, guys? Kanan here from California. I just wanted to ask each one of you guys a question. So for you, John Boy, I just want to ask, who would you want to play disc golf with of any Yankee of all time, past or present? Um, and Jake, who do you think you can outdrink out of any Yankee, past or present? Thanks, guys. Go Yanks. Intern Luke sucks. Whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoa. Intern Luke. Still doing the voicemails from college. All right. Uh, if I could play disc golf with any Yankee, I mean, Gary Sanchez. Kind of perfect because you can you can non-verbally have a conversation and kind of just like nudge and like, nice throw. And, you know, and then every now and then you can ask like one question and then you play the hole, go your separate ways. And you meet up by the, the putting and, you're, and you nod at each other and you're like, oh, good throw, good throw, you know. And why, well, it's obviously going to be Gary. Yeah, I overthink those situations a little bit because you're right. The after the one tee off throw, like that is the conversation time. Yeah, and I just get I I build that up a little too much in my head. Yeah, um, that'd Your be puts. nice. You and Gary playing disc golf. I'm getting pegged by apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all having fun. This sucks, man. That's what was, be your, so what was your popular what was your on question? YouTube. Mine was who would I out drink on the Yankees? Probably be like Torres. Uh, yeah, he's uh, doing poorly in the Twins minor league system. Um, he's having uh, he had a slow start. He's figuring some things out. Um, Is he? Not really, but um, he's just he's trying to get that September call up. He should. Um, yeah, so probably tow. Okay, cool. You could probably out drink Dono. Is that a joke? No, I think you can outdrink him. No chance. Hey guys, Jar from Oz here. Just ringing to talk about the back-to-back walk-offs. Just think, made me think about what's the uh, what's the most exciting Yankee game you've ever attended in person. Uh, mine was the 2017 ALS, ALCS, actually game four. Uh, Sanchez has doubled to hit the lead of Harris. Everyone's going nuts, high five, and everyone's going just like Tommy Kainley ape shit. It's really good. So yeah. Looking forward to seeing what you say. Um, boom, screwed that up, so fuck. <laughs> we make World Series in October. I'll probably be coming back again, so hope to see you all. Bye. Jarv's coming out to make the series. That's a really good game to be at, game four. That's of the 17. I don't have a good answer for this. I've never 
I, I don't I've never been to like big playoff games. Uh, my dad and I went in 2010 to the AJ Burnett game uh, that sucked. And then against the Rangers. I went to oh, OK, I went to the uh, Angels ALCS that they won on a walk off with the the Angels threw it around. Uh, A-Rod hit the home run to tie it in the ninth. It was pretty exciting, but it's the coldest sporting event I've ever been to. Ah. So that kind of takes away from like, like I more remember that if me and my dad were to talk about that game, we wouldn't be like, remember A-Rod's ninth inning home run to tie it? Remember when Jabba came in? And was, we'd be like, remember how fucking cold it was? Like that's yeah. the one takeaway. Didn't, did you go to like a five-run comeback last year? Yeah, yeah, Carlo yeah. Homer against the Mariners. Gary Homer to tie it, and then Giancarlo Homer to walk it off. I got to see Chase and Shreve pitch. That was fun. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a fun one. That's a regular season for a regular season. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I I've mentioned this. I haven't said this in a while. We're having a good throwback voicemail episode. When when I used to go to games as a kid, it was normally Sunday games. Like mom would drive into the stadium, we'd drive back. She was kind of dreading it. Um, and so we, I got to see a lot of Jorge Posada at first base games, nice. um, which you don't you don't see a ton of those on the Yankeeographies. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble picking between those. Oh, uh, what a loser! Hey, talking Yankees, it's uh, Chad from North Jersey. <clears throat> I just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on um, CC Zabathia as a long reliever in the playoffs. Maybe like after an opening start from um, Chad Green. Also, um, would you guys rather see a would you guys rather see Mike Ford playing out there or a healthy Greg Bird? People are probably going to hate me for that. All right, thanks, guys. Take it easy. I mean, I'll just go Mike Ford because it's the easier answer right now. Um, and I don't want to dive into that question. What was the first question here? CC in the bullpen. I, I think if he makes the roster, it's in the Lance Lynn what Lance Lynn's role was last year, which is, you know, slop bullpen guy. It it would be slop long reliever, or there is the potential for like lefty. Hey, it's, Hey, it's, it's bottom three, two outs. We need to get Matt Olson out. CC throw that slider seven times. Yeah. Um, Come get ready. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That is about it. Oh, wow. This next voicemail, Jake, is from Cameron from Midtown, which is wild because it's sponsored again from Instinct Dog Training. They reached out. They're like, how many voicemails do you have from Cameron Midtown? We're like, well, we got two. And they're like, are they both claimed already? I said, no, only one of them's claimed. They said, okay, can we get the next one? Wow, this is crazy for Cameron, but congrats, Cameron. Both voicemails sponsored. Instinct dog training. Jake's got a dog. I had a dog. Don't have a dog anymore. Instinct dog training. They are certified veterinarian recommended trainers that can help with obedience, manners, behavior issues like fear, aggression, anxiety. So you can relax and let them take over it uh, and let the dogs play. Fully licensed. They got indoor outdoor training facility in Manhattan and Bergen County. Hats off to Bergen. Um, yeah, so positive reinforcement, board and train camps, private lessons. And if you go to instinctdogtraining.com and sign up with code Yanks, 
to get 10% off. Someone at Instinct Dog Training's got to be a huge talking Yanks or Yankees fan because I don't know how else Instinct Dog Training found us. But I'm excited. Let's get your dogs trained. I wish I could send Jake there. <laughs> Feels like the second targeted ad at me. You got dog training, so I should probably bring my pup there. And then, I mean, the blue chew stuff. You know what they say about training dogs? You really just got to train the owner. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have a couple good jokes a day about that. Okay. If if my dog tries to jump on someone, I'm like, <laughs> that's on me, huh? Yeah, that's you. Don't they hate please me. please refrain from dropping all your killer jokes and save them for talking killer jokes or other podcast. Would you say this is the first time I've seen it, but it looks like David Spade has a new show on Comedy Central and John Lovitz is a part of it. Would you say I'm David Spade and John Lovitz combined, or would you just say John Lovitz? No. John Lovitz, you're not you're more spade than Lovitz. Like no I'm not giving you Lovitz. He's too weird, man. Like I think it's rude <laughs> to give someone Lovitz. <laughs> it's pretty rude. It's pretty rude. Like so I, I like him. Would. I find him funny, but the way they talk about him. Yeah. Behind the scenes, like how he is in real life. Like, that's, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Speaking of, dude, do you hear, do you see Conan's podcast, The Deep Dive, Deep Dives? A little bit. I, I listened to like one and a half of them. They and I took was like, the guest I liked the least and yeah. did 10 episodes with him. And I love Dana yeah. Carvey, but like, it's just not a podcast. It's like a. No, it's like a vaudeville routine. It's crazy. Anyway. This was brought to you by Instinct Dog Training. Go to instinctdogtraining.com. They sponsored Cameron from Midtown's second voicemail. If you have a dog, go go check him out. Hey, guys. It's Cameron from Midtown. I'm just calling again because, you know, I was thinking about it in a more of a, uh, like a different perspective that, you know, Boone's tactics this year have worked out perfectly to a T, whereas last year, you know, all the injuries and judge being out didn't work out as well because we weren't having these great, you know, replacement players and stuff. And even yesterday when the A's won, I, I was thinking, like, if we lost that game and half went six innings pitched, I know we're not worried about half being on the postseason roster and anything or it being special, but if we lost that game because we threw chance and stall out, it, it, it would have, I would have had a bad taste in my mouth because I felt like, Half did his job, you know. So we're gonna throw out these awful guys. I don't know. I think you guys are you guys are right that we shouldn't be getting worried because we've won so many games. But what if this formula doesn't work in the future? That's all I'm saying. Thanks. Well, I think the difference is last year we were like fighting for the wild card and home field advantage of the wild card. And this this year we got eleven game lead in the division, so like fuck, throw Ryan Dahl like prioritize rest, throw Ryan Dahl. I do think it's one A is get healthy for the playoffs, and one B is uh, win home field advantage. And I think that you can accomplish both at the same time easily because the Yankees are really good. Last year, I mean, if you, I know there's all the injuries, but last year. We just weren't as good as this year. Shane Robinson was the depth piece. This year, it's Talkman. They have that. It's Clint. It's, uh, what's his face? It's Cameron Maben. Like, I mean, N- Neil Walker was technically DJ LeMahieu. 
Yeah, it's just a much better team all around. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the team's better. And, Jim, there's also... It's, it's something that analytics people turn off your ears, but it's something that can't be measured that sometimes a season goes a certain way. And, you know, Cameron Mabin wasn't supposed to play this well. Gio Urshela wasn't supposed to play this well. And... You know, sometimes it just comes together and guys believe in stuff. And I, it's it's nothing you're going to be able to measure. But, I mean, watch some of the Red Sox games last year. I mean, there, there was just games when the team is down that you know they're going to win. And it, it's not quantifiable, but it's and, – and the Yankees clearly have had that since – basically since the second week of April. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's but I mean, a, like, it's been a fun year. Yeah, I mean, uh, the formula, if will it continue to work? I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, they're not going to go dull to chance in the playoffs. The, that formula is thrown out the window. Now, the last playoffs, like game three, they did, like, have a routine where they, we wanted to get four from CeCe, so we tried to get four from CeCe, and, like, they stuck to the plan, and they admitted to having a plan and sticking to it. So... That hopefully it changes. Like hopefully they're a little better. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think they will be. It's not hasn't been as frustrating. We'll see. Yeah, and there's a, I don't know. I I I have a fake heavy answer about the evolution of baseball and learning, but Boom. I'm over it already. Cool. Hey John boy. Hey Jake Story, aka Papi Gordo Torres from Virginia again. Um, big fan of you guys. I've been listening to you guys religiously for the last two months, every day, every show you guys have, etc. Just wanted to ask two questions quickly. What's your biggest memory from the 2009 title? And the second one is, how did the Talking Janks and the other podcasts got started? I don't know. Listen tomorrow, guys. Go Yanks. Okay. Uh, thanks, Torres. Kind of big questions to end it. Uh, Jake, do you have a biggest memory from the 2009 run? Because mine involves you. So it gets a little scary. Um, I'll I'll give a little bit of a generic answer. Um, I, I I'm kind of going a rod, man. Um, just like I I don't know. I guess this was the first time as kind of an adult or becoming an adult, I should say, and I'm sure your story is going to contradict that. But um, I don't know, man. Like, A-Rod, <laughs> it's funny being, you know, 10 years removed. A-Rod is, like, one of the best to ever do it. <laughs> like, we we see A-Rod on a broadcast and stuff, and you're like, ah, this, look at A-Rod. You know, he's, he's kind of quirky. It's like, <laughs> he was, like, the best, he's one of the best infielders ever. Like, it's, you know, if you want to do steroids and stuff, that's fine. But I just remember kind of A-Rod and, like, the buildup and obviously the highs of Seattle and then kind of the lows of Texas and then adapting to New York and almost being second second fiddle to Jeter, um, which would have been a lot more crazier in the analytics era because we would have had so many people being like, well, actually, A-Rod's war was four better than Jeter's. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my long and short of it. 
I have no idea, really. That's not a memory. You just remember A-Rod? Just A-Rod, man. Just, yes. Yes. All right. Well, I hope that I, that's a different way to answer. Game three or whatever, uh, that was on Halloween. Pettit was pitching. Jake and I were at the same college party dressed as burglars with ski masks right. on in all sweatpants. And yeah. there was a tiny little TV in the back room of the basement that I put the game on, and I spent the whole party watching the game by myself and there was no bathroom at this house. So I was just peeing. We peed all over that house. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. That we basement. peed all we over peed that everywhere. basement. So like I was just standing in a puddle of my own piss dressed like a burglar, um, watching. That wasn't a regular Pettit. party house for us either. We just peed all over that place. Yeah. We didn't know them or anything. Like we, we, that's the only time Damn. I was ever in that house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, at that tor- time, it was called the Cross House, right? Maybe that kind of makes sense. And then, um, and that's how I watched the game. And after in commercial breaks, I would go to like the party party and dance with Jake and our friend, three burglars, and drink. And then I'd go back into my pee corner and watch Pettit pitch. Um, after that game, we thought it would be a hilarious joke to run into Domino's dressed up as burglars because we were dressed up as yeah. burglars for Halloween and fake like stick them up, which I'm now like realizing like, damn, that was really stupid of us. Like that's how you could get like hurt. Yeah. But the owner of Domino's liked me so much. He saw through my mask and just laughed right away. That was good. And then game seven or game six of the 2009 World Series, I was at home with my parents because I got swine flu. I just watched it on the couch sick by myself. Well, with my parents. I remember, like, I was so sick. I was watching the game. They won the World Series. I was like, yes, so excited. And then I was just laying on the couch with swine flu. Like, fuck. Can't really... Like, this is the celebration, I guess. A-Rod and swine flu. Yeah. And also, Teixeira's home run against the Twins in that 9 run in the walk-off. That bullet to left. We were at a uh, third floor partying during that game, and I remember going crazy when that happened. October 9th. Yeah. When was the Pettit game? Did you pull it up? It's Halloween, right? We're like right around. Uh, yeah. Game. Well, and this is tricky because college Halloween um, is a couple days. So there was a game on the 31st. Um, that was the 8-5 to five win. And that was that was Andy to Jabba. Yeah, that's the game man. that we were at the party. How crazy are the Jabba times, man? Love um, love Jabba. One of the most electric prospects that two thousand eight yeah. season. All right, cool. And then uh how did talking Yang <clears throat> Yang start? It was a story we've told a lot. So at some point we need to find a space to to tell all this and then just like have it bookmarked there. But uh I just started doing it. Uh, in 2017, I just started live tweeting. And then it was like, okay, well, what else do I think people will like and allow me to do? And then I started, I taught myself how to make GIFs of games, which I was, like, I had no idea how to do that. I, I couldn't even fathom how people did it. And then I, I taught myself how to do it. And then uh, I started a YouTube show called Talking Yanks because I wanted to use We're Talking Yankees. Uh, as a song and it was like 20 minutes the first one ever is on youtube it's kind of weird 
and the first five were just YouTube only because I had no idea how to get a podcast onto the podcast platforms. And I told Jake I was doing it, and then I went out to visit Jake. So the fifth episode is it was right after Clint's walk-off home run against the Brewers. It's Jake and I talking. I think we ranked like ugliest Yankees. Uh, we had word association, some fun shit in Denver. And then Jake's been on ever since. And then after Jake joined, uh, like the episode six is when I figured out how to get it on all the podcast apps. And um, and then we like structured it more and made it like our episodes and started actually making a podcast. Jimmy, Brian Hoke just posted a picture on Instagram. I just sent it to you. Um it's of a young Phil Rizzuto in the booth, and it looks just like me. A little Italian dude? Yeah. Where'd you send it to me? On Instagram. Oh, hold on. Got too many of those. Okay, opening it. I liked it by accident. Yeah, it looked just like you. Joe's tag me counts. I don't think I think there's been much better comparisons. Whoa. I saw a banana peel I've been driven over. It looked more like you. And that's how it started. Yeah, that's how it started. Is that the end of the question? I feel like that I was a very so. unenthusiastic way to tell that story. We we've told it a lot. It uh you you jumped in the deep end and started swimming and I'm uh I'm usually the the guy who's dumb enough to follow you. Yeah, you dummy. Someone dropped a dumb idiot or a human idiot on us today, and we both liked that. We both laughed, so there, you did it. Boom. All right, that ends this show. We thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you to everyone that called in. Uh, next voicemail episode is next week. And call in and leave a voicemail if you like. Say hi to Intern Luke. He's the one that digs through them. Don't leave it over a minute. We don't like those. That's the end of the voicemail episode. We'll be back tomorrow night with the recap of this Texas Rangers series. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.